Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. This week we have a really exciting show, really interesting conversation around the business of cannabis um, and marijuana and what's happening there. And certainly, if you um, have been living under a rock, you haven't watched what's been happening over the last few years with medical marijuana um, popping up in a variety of different states um, and really driving a lot of revenue. And now um, recreational uh, marijuana and cannabis is now coming to play in many states um, where now you can easily um, you know, obtain some of the product um, without um, all the licenses and um, IDs and things that we needed in the past. And, and it's a fascinating business category um, because it's, it's, there's so many positive and wonderful things that um, come out of the cannabis industry, not only you know, the high school getting high piece, but also all the um, wonderful things that are happening on the medical side of the industry and on other products. So today we have the fabulous Daniel Yee. Did I, did I pronounce your name right? Yes, you did a great. Okay, because usually <laughs> I mess that up. Um, Daniel Yee, who is the Vice President of Corporate Communications for Mad Men. And Mad Men is one of the really um, very, you know, very talked about, really hot companies that is specializing in turnkey services for cannabis license holders and also for making strategic investments in key markets across the U.S. and Canada in the in the um, cannabis industry. So, Daniel, welcome to the Tech Cat Show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> we Pleasure gave, to be uh, here. We gave the audience examples of your of some of the products that you're going to be talking about. So, <laughs> now um, we, we know that cannabis is a uh, a budding industry. Okay, I couldn't help myself. But um, tell us, <laughs> tell us how you came to to uh, you know be the vice president of corporate communications and and what's happening with Mad Men. Sure, um, I, I think if there's one word to describe my experience um, is fast, right? Um, I've been in this company for about a year and a half now, uh, but it feels like I was just joking about this uh, yesterday with our CEO, Adam Bierman, that it feels like I've been here 10 years. Um, and and that's because of how quickly this, this industry is evolving. Um, I joined the company a year and a half ago. I did not know, I mean, actually, I'm a very good, I think, example of, of a typical experience that people might have with this space. So, you know, like a lot of people, I, I, I encountered marijuana when I was in college, and I'm going to date myself. This was a long, long time ago. Um, and in the 30 years or so since since college, I might have come across marijuana maybe a handful of times, five, six times, maybe at a party, and I saw somebody using it. And I never had anything against it. Um, and if it was there, I might partake, but uh, it wasn't something that was in my conscience. Um, and then I saw this job posting for, for MedMen uh, at the time as a director of communications on LinkedIn. And it was one of those um, easy job applications where I didn't really need to fill out a form. And I, you know, it was just a, a click and apply. And at the time, I was a, a manager uh, for the corporate communications division at uh, Southern California Edison. And let me tell you, nothing is sexier than utilities. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was it was it was a great gig. It was a nice job. I was I was uh, I, I I was doing their quote unquote newsroom, so running their news um, uh, internal news uh, site for for Edison. And then I saw this job posting, and I remember thinking at the time, 
that it sounded really interesting. And I knew that it would be a growth sector because I remember reading the news about Colorado, uh, you know, the first state to legalize, you know, recreational use and it being all over the news. You couldn't turn the TV on without seeing some story about some edible company coming up or and it, it all looked very commercial and very legit. Right. It didn't feel like quote-unquote, like a drug deal. Like, it felt like a real commerce. There were people who were, like, making candy, and there were, like, companies coming in and, and a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. So I remember having those all those thoughts, and I applied for this job, not giving a whole lot of thought to it. And long story short, they called me. I, I remember first, the first time I answered the phone, I didn't recognize who they were, and I said, no, thank you. I thought it was a marketing call. And I said, no, 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 this is, you know, this is about your job application. I said, job application. And I came in, and when I got hired, it says here on my, my company ID, uh, I have the number 19 on my company ID, which technically means I was the 19th employee hired. But, you know, part of that is attrition. But I remember, I think there were about 45 people um, when I joined the company 18 months ago. It's up to almost 700 people today. Wow, 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 yeah, wow. Yeah, when I tell you, I mean, these are not, like, you can't even imagine the, the, the pace of growth. And uh, Lori, you were saying earlier that um, you, you know the description of the company that you gave it was accurate uh, as of four weeks ago mm. when when uh, when we decide, when we agreed to do the sh- when I agreed to do the show. So we are still um, so in our previous life four weeks ago we were a management company, meaning we managed uh, licensed cannabis facilities, everything from cultivation to manufacturing to retail, on behalf of the license holders. Uh, now we are a holding company. We actually own those assets. Um, so we are owner-operator in many cases. We still offer uh, uh, management services to a third party, but we're primarily an owner-operator of cannabis facilities, and we continue to deploy you know, investment capital into the, into the space. We've deployed over the last two years about $150 million into the space. Wow. And when you, when you say you're an owner, owner-operator now, does that mean that they are using, because part of the turnkey services, and I learned about you guys I think about a year ago, um, part of the turnkey services that you offer is a really modern way to manage this business, which is really new and which had legal challenges at first and cash issues and, and also just um, you know, the people who were in the business were, you know, kept undercover um, for a long time. Now that it's legal and it's all coming out, they're all looking for legitimate business solutions to managing their business. So you guys have been, you have great software that's helping them do all of this. Is, right. is that still the case? Are the, that, that, is, that know, is still the case, right? So uh, that's definitely still the case. We do offer turnkey services to um, to licensed op, uh you know, entities. So, for example, if you are, I mean, I'm using this as a hypothetical example because Massachusetts is a um, a state that is about to kick off their uh, recreational uh, commercial program. So, let's say if you are in Massachusetts, you own a dispensary and uh, and you have been running it sort of, you know, in your own way, and but you need really real professional service, somebody who can come in with a, you know, point of sale software. A lot of the the complexities of running a cannabis business is on the regulatory um, side of this, right? So in California, for example, you have to track seed to sale, meaning everything that ends up in the consumer's hands needs to be able to be traced back all the way to the original plant, whether it's an edible, whether it's a flower. So there is a lot of compliance issues that is hard for a small 
operator to necessarily do all on their own. So we, you know, we do it to scale. So we have a point of sale software, we have tracking software, inventory software. So it's really plug and play if you are a licensed um, entity. So in, let's say if you're in Massachusetts, you're a dispensary and you've been doing okay. Uh, as a medical marijuana dispensary, um, this year, later this year, you expect adult use sales to come online and you, you're going to get that license and you're, you're expecting your business to grow three or four hold, uh, fold, let's say, and you need real professional business services. That's where a company like Madman would come in and we're, you know, I like to say, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased, but I think we are it when it comes to professional services that cover all the way from cultivation to retail. So we would come in and we would be basically operating. We're not consultants. A lot of people make the mistakes to call it consultancy. The company started as a consultancy, but then it evolved into a management company where we actually, we are, we come in and we're hands-on. We bring our professionals. We set everything from HR, your your benefits administration on the, on the, on the HR side all the way to you know, how you use LED lights to, um, you know, grow the best, uh, uh, the, breast sati- the best sativa, you know, strain, for example. So is it required, I mean, obviously, when you're in communications, you have to really understand your product. So is it required for you to know everything about cannabis? Um, because I had a client last year, so I had to dig into this, who was in the tobacco industry and was moving into this space. And so I learned so much and it was fascinating because really one of the things that's so um, interesting about cannabis is just the modern technology solutions being used in both the management of the business side, but also in the growing of it. I mean, really, really modern tech to, to manage it. do, Do you know everything there is? To know uh, about I, it, <laughs> I, I don't know if I know everything there is. I, I'll tell you this: I know more about marijuana than I ever dreamed I would know <laughs> ever in my life. So, I, I, in some circles, I suppose I'm am an expert on on all things marijuana. Uh, among my you know golfing buddies, for example, on weekends they pepper with me me uh, with questions. I I do know a lot uh, being on the communication side. Um, so you, you bring up a really interesting point, which is the sort of the technology, and I, and I think it goes beyond technology. So since you mentioned technology, I use I said LED lights earlier. Um, so in our uh, indoor grow facility in Sun Valley, uh, in the Valley part of Los Angeles, we have uh, we have four or five rooms. Um, I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna even try and guess the 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 the, the actual square square footage of the rooms, but there are about you know, they're about half a, a football field, you know, to give you a visual. And we grow indoor using a controlled climate. Um, uh, it's called Hortimax, I believe. It's, it's, a, it's a software that is used by the agricultural industry to grow, you know, um, tomatoes and herbs uh, in indoor facilities. And so it's basically, you know, marijuana is a plant. It's a crop like any other. Uh, but it's done at, at, at a very high-tech level nowadays versus let's say 10 15 years ago because the technology exists and now that it's more out in the open you can avail yourself of the same technology that companies like Eurofresh and you know uh, companies that are not in marijuana use so in our Sun Valley uh, facility we use LED lighting which is uh, great for two reasons one it uses less electricity and it doesn't it, it because it, because it uses less electricity, it emits less heat, which is perfect for plant growth. So you're basically tapping into the wave, the light waves that are, you know, the best. You can control it via a, a program. You can you can 
um, control everything from the temperature in the room to the humidity in the room to how much water each individual plant gets. And then with the LED lighting technology, you can figure out what wave of you know uh, beams of light you shoot into the plant. And uh, our previous director of agriculture was explaining to me that depending on what spectrum of light you use, uh, you can impact the THC levels, the CBD levels, the terpenes. So this is really high-tech agricultural now, right? Wow. So that, that's one way technology comes in. But it's, uh, as I tell you, it's, like it's beyond technology, right? So it's not even, one of the things that we do as a company, MedMen, is, is, you know, uh, I learned a lot about cannabis, but I wasn't hired because of my cannabis expertise, obviously, because a year and a half ago, I knew very little. I, did, I couldn't tell the difference between a sativa and indica back then. Uh, what we do is we hire agricultural experts, we hire marketing experts, we hire communications experts, we hire finance experts, because when you think about it, this industry is no different than any other industry. It just happens that we're dealing with marijuana, but all the skill sets that you use in any other industry uh, you know, that, that are, that are uh, parallel to this industry fit perfectly. So you can, you can teach people about marijuana, but you cannot necessarily teach people customer service, right? So our sales associates at our retail um, you know, facilities are hired because they have great experience in customer service, not necessarily because they know everything about marijuana. Um, Daniel, we're going to take a quick break right now and be back in a moment to dig more into this fascinating business and some of the trends surrounding it. And we'll be back on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We are back speaking to the fabulous Daniel Yi, who is the VP of Corporate Communications for Mad Men, which is a hot, very hot, growing, um, top-of-the-line cannabis company or company all about managing, owning and operating um, cannabis facilities as well as strategic investments. And Daniel is there, um, you know, looking at the corporate communication. So California just basically um, opened up the door for recreational sales of marijuana this year. Is that correct? Because I always had a card. I always had the, the card. So what, what, what does that mean now in California? Correct. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, 
I, I want to take a moment here, and, and I don't know if it, if it always sinks in when I tell people this. Um, California, home to Hollywood, home to the second largest city in the U.S., right? The sixth largest economy in the world, if it were a country in and of itself. Um, the same state that started, you know, arguably the environmental movement that, that has popularized sushi to the world. <laughs> I mean, we, have, we have just legalized pot. Now, it means that if you're 21 and over and you have a valid ID, you can walk into a licensed dispensary and buy pot and pot-infused products without a doctor's recommendation. Um, nothing changes in terms of the sort of on the surface, right? Because our, our medical marijuana dispensaries that existed before January 1st are selling the same exact products that medical marijuana patients were able to buy before with a doctor's recommendation, but now any adult can. And I think that says a lot about sort of the nature of marijuana. I think, um, you know, I, I, I tell people that, that uh, uh, marijuana is a little bit like BevMo meets GNC because in some ways it's medical and nutraceutical. I mean, there, I think there are, we are making discoveries on the pure medical side, right? Well, uh, there are, there's, there's research that is going on already in Europe and Israel where they're looking at um, marijuana extracts to truly treat medical conditions, whether it's epileptic attacks or whether it's cancer patients, and that's a truly, obviously, purely medical use. And then if you are talking on weekends and having, you know, relaxing with your friends, obviously that's a purely uh, recreational use. But most, the vast majority of the use falls somewhere in the middle. And the analogy that I draw is, um, let's say I, you know, I come home after a stressful day at work and I pour myself out as I used to, like a couple of fingers of my favorite single malt scotch. I drink it uh, and I feel relaxed and, you know, it takes the edge off. Technically, I'm medicating myself. It's self-medicating. It's just that with alcohol, I did not need a doctor's recommendation letter to do it. With pot, you needed to because of, of the laws in the state, right? But now it means that you don't have to. You can, um, you know, as long, I mean, everybody should be going to their doctors and getting a physician's recommendation when it comes to serious illnesses. But for the most part, if I'm taking a supplement to help with my immune system, if I'm taking a knisha or if I'm taking, you know, glucosamine to help with my joint pain or um, if I'm taking over-the-counter Advil to help with my, you know, uh, arthritis, that's all self-medication. And marijuana, for, for a large part, is that. Um, and it also happens to, you know, have uh, relaxing and recreational use. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, whether you're using it for recreational purposes or for medical purposes, is really up to... Uh, the individual and you know our position is that in a free society you know responsible adults should have access you know we're not saying that this is for everybody we're not saying everybody should be using marijuana what we're saying is for those who want to use marijuana you should be able to go to a nice clean store and do it in a safe way instead of buying from some street corner who carries a gun right I mean great point so when, when you, as uh, someone who's in charge of the messaging for, for all of this, you know, how do you begin to go from sort of, you know, um, drug, the concept of drug to medicine and recreation and sort of the more, you know, positive side of what this is all about? Because, um, you know, I don't know a lot of, if a lot of people understand cannabis and um, really how powerful it is on the medicinal side, but mm -hmm. also um, that... Um, you know, the idea of, of being able to recreational use marijuana in a way that, you know, you're not causing disturbance, <laughs> but sure. it's just, it's the same sure. thing as having a glass of wine. So how do you begin sure. to, to talk about marketing that? So 
I think, yeah, the marketing, a lot of it, the marketing is, I think, is education, right? Um, is, is sort of being transparent and explaining to people these are, these are the facts and let people come to their own conclusion about things. Obviously, from a marketing perspective, the marketing message that we want to put out there is if you do, as an adult, choose to use marijuana or give marijuana a try, we'd like you to do it at a MedMen's store. <clears throat> and that's the marketing message. But from a larger um, communications goal here, sort of educating people about cannabis and cannabis use, um, the way I start sometimes, you know, when I'm having casual conversations with friends, when people say, well, but, you know, marijuana, it's a drug and this and that. And I, and I ask people, I say, well, tell me, why do you think marijuana is so bad? Right? Why is marijuana so different than alcohol? Why, why is marijuana evil weed, per se? And a lot of that goes to that stigma that, you know, really it's, it goes to um, reefer madness kind of mentality. Um, the science just doesn't back it up, right? A lot of this was decades of, of, of acculturation in our society, especially in the U.S. I think we, we, we sort of uh, moved um, that onto the rest of the world about this throwing stigma around marijuana. And, and I, I won't spend a whole lot of time in here um, on the history of it. Um, there are some race, racial you know, tinges to, to why marijuana was banned, um, you know, the war on drugs. Uh, but if you really look at this from a purely commonsensical standpoint. I, I, you know, when you're watching TV, you cannot go more than a couple of hours with somebody drinking a beer uh, or funny references about people getting quote-unquote drunk, right? Um, I, you know, I, I, watch, I was watching a, some, some uh, comedy series the other day and you know, this couple of friends go to Vegas and, and they get drunk and, and they get so drunk that they're going to get married in Vegas. And it's hilarious. Everybody thinks it's so funny. Oh, look, they got drunk and got married. Um, now, you, you, you change that for marijuana. I don't think people, people, if people got high, I don't think they would go and get married. I think they would just like sit on the couch and watch TV, first of all. <laughs> There's no danger that you get married. But, you know, from a cultural standpoint, right, what is that, that, that cultural, that, what's that moral relativity there? And I think it's pretty much the same. It's just that we have been conditioned to think of marijuana as something this something evil, and I think like anything else, it's it's not good or bad. It depends on how people use it. And um, and you were saying earlier about, you know, obviously there are a lot of concerns about about legal marijuana. Um, should kids have access to this? Of course not. You know, nobody under twenty one should have access to marijuana unless they have a medical recommendation. And it's under the the you know the watchful eye of a doctor. Uh, nobody should be driving high. Nobody should be driving drunk. Uh, nobody should be driving drunk. Nobody should be driving after taking, you know, Vicodin. Um, so I think at the end of the day, though, it's by some estimates, there are already $50 billion of marijuana being consumed in this country. 90% of, close to 90% of that is consumed in the legal market. So people are already taking marijuana. Uh, I think the argument is, isn't it much better to do it in a safe environment where, where the marijuana, the marijuana products were tested at a lab, made sure that there were no pesticides in them, made sure that there are no harmful uh, products in there, and that they were produced by licensed businesses that have a lot more at stake. Look, if you are a drug dealer, you don't care who's buying your pot, whether it's a 14-year-old or a 44-year-old. Right, right. A madman dispensary, we better care because if we ever sell, you know, if anybody goofs up and sells, you know, marijuana to a 14-year-old, we lose licensing and we lose millions of dollars in investment. So... You know, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing to do, I mean, I like to think that we all do the right thing morally, 
But even from just just a policy perspective, it's a much better way to 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 tackle this issue of marijuana than 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 a blanket prohibition of it. Right. I mean, you're really turning it into a real valid business. Now, are you? Do you use um, traditional advertising, or because you're you guys are more on the owned and operated side, you're not worrying about marketing? I mean, are you marketing Mad Men as the brand? Or yes. are you more or less supporting the dispensaries that use your products and your services? No, we're, we're, we're very much a, a brand. So all of our uh, retail facilities, we have seven in the larger LA area. Uh, we're about to open our first one in Las Vegas. Uh, we expect to have three dispensaries in Las Vegas. Uh, we have four dispensaries in New York. And the fourth one, which is under construction, is going to be in midtown Manhattan. So wow. all of our yeah, all of our dispensaries are going to be branded MedMen, and uh, we do have a marketing campaign here in um, here in the LA area. Prior to January first, you might have seen some of our ads on billboards. We call it the Faces campaign. We actually used real uh, medical marijuana patients from our dispensaries in Orange County and um, and uh, uh, and West Hollywood and Venice. We used actual customers, and you know, old, young, um, you know sexual orientation, you know, people, dog people, cat people. I mean, <laughs> we had like a diversity of people. And, and the whole point of our Faces campaign, uh, we had billboards and we wrapped trucks around them. We wrapped the Whiskey A Go-Go, the, the iconic uh, 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 bar on Sunset, the, the rock venue where Led Zeppelin was discovered and, and the doors. Uh, we had uh, uh, the Whiskey A Go-Go wrapped with our Faces campaign. And so yes, we're we're actively marketing. We're mar- we market under the Mad Men brand, and our sort of brand message is that this is uh, you know this is has a broad appeal. That this is not about stoner culture or potheads. That this is really about you know your 68 year old grandmother who might want to take it to, uh, to help with her arthritis. It's about the you know 36 year old young professional who who rather take a vape pen than, than drink a six pack of beer. Um, right, right, right. So it's opening up um, opportunities for other demographics that, um, for whatever their different reasons are, will we'll be will be leveraging the product basically. Right. And um, what I want to talk to you about next is just because you are um, in such a cutting edge uh, business category, you know, are you using the latest um, marketing techniques to reach people? You know, besides billboards and and how do you look at all these digital channels? We have to take uh, take a break in a moment, but I was just thinking about how I need to hang out with you, um, not only to get access, obviously, to good cannabis, but <laughs> also because it's just such an interesting business category i mean the it's just because it's completely and utterly new you know in so yes. many ways in terms of of um turning it into a business and so it's fascinating how strategically you have to look at really changing perception for probably an older demographic the younger demographics probably can wrap their head around this quicker but anyway we'll be back in a moment with daniel Yi, who is enlightening us about the fabulous world of cannabis and the growing business there and uh, Mad Men, who is, is uh, really positioning themselves as the um, as the king the king of the world when it comes to the cannabis business right well, we, we certainly hope so <laughs> all right we'll be back in a moment on the tech cat show when it comes to business you'll find the experts here 
Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we're back with the fabulous Daniel Yee, who is the VP of Corporate Communications for Mad Men, which is a a company that is uh, making strategic investments in the cannabis industry across key markets in the U.S. and also is owning and operating uh, cannabis businesses. And we were just talking about um, some of the new facilities that Mad Men is is kind of building all over the U.S. So um, Daniel and I were talking offline about a new facility in Nevada and am I reading this right, that the that the um, greenhouse that you're leveraging there was imported from Holland? Is that true? That's correct. Um, it's, a, it's called a Dutch-style greenhouse. Um, I mean, the, some people might know um, the Dutch have perfected the greenhouse. I mean, you, you are in a northern European country. It uh, doesn't get a whole lot of sunlight. And, uh, you know, uh, they're famous for their orchids and they're famous for their flowers. Um, and it is all thanks to greenhouse technology. And greenhouses, this is not your grandmother's greenhouse. It's not just a tarp over, you know, over uh, a structure. This is highly um, computerized, um, controlled environment. So you're actually enclosing an environment where you can control the temperature and the humidity, but you're also using sunlight. Um, and you're also controlling the amount of sunlight that the plants are getting. So it's the best of both worlds. So you, you run that you know, on the one end, you you have complete in- indoor environment, warehouse uh, farming, which is, you know, energy, uh, it has the advantage of being close to the urban areas, you're close to where the consumers are, but it's also very, you know, energy intensive because you're, you're not using the sunlight. And then you have outdoor grow, complete outdoor grow where it's great for corn, but if you're going to grow, you know, high quality cannabis, it's it's a bit of a, a, a you know, taking chances with, with what nature will do, right? So you, you're not very consistent in terms of the, the crops that you get. But greenhouse uh, technology takes the best of both worlds. So you have sort of the controlled environment and you're also using, you know, uh, God-given sunlight to, to grow the plants. So that's, that's, that's the preferred method for, for, for growing uh, high-quality cannabis. Um, I, I, 
it, it just blows my mind away how fast this business has grown. So as a marketer, are you approaching this like, uh, you know, any brand would approach it? And are you looking at the marketing funnel in a traditional way? Are you starting to think, okay, we want to reach younger demographics, so I need to be playing on Instagram and Snapchat, and I need to work with social media influencers and things like that. Is Are we there with cannabis yet? Or are you still sort of, you know, really trying to be strategic about how do I take the product from, you know, sort of to your point, the Cheech and Chong world and more into the more into the Dr. Oz world? Because that's how I kind of look at it. It's leaving Cheech and Chong and that sort of green cross that you see on places. And it's really becoming you know, these beautiful dispensary stores that are very public, the windows are open, you know, it's just changing from that sort of secret black door, you know. Right. Um, so so how do you approach it as a marketer? So um, uh, you, you're right on. So uh, yes, we, are, we, we, we treat this as a consumer product. I think you start there. You start sort of with the fundamental, right? We treat cannabis like, you know, Pepsi might, might, might treat soda. We treat this like, um, you, know, uh, you know, Starbucks might, might treat coffee. Um, and in terms of the, the, the demographics that we're reaching, it's not so much because we're not, we're, we're, again, we're trying to broaden the appeal of cannabis because we do believe that there's something in it for everyone. I mean, you go to a man-man uh, managed uh, retail store in our LA area, and there are over a thousand SKUs. Everything from bath bombs to pet products to um, you know vaporizer pens, and you know thirty-six different kinds of strains. If you're interested in flowers, so there really truly is something for everyone. And uh, Tommy Chong is actually you know Tommy Chong's brand is one of the the brands that we uh, we carry at our stores. So there is that demographic. There is a young you know, uh, mid-20s, um, you know, sort of starting their, their lives and, and they might have roommates and they like to flower and they like to hang out with their friends all the way to the 68-year-old grandmother who, who might take topical, uh, THC and CBD-infused topical products, right? So we're trying to appeal to that broad audience and so our marketing strategy is also pretty broad. So you're, you're mentioning social uh, media influences. It's funny you should say that because I was just talking about that this morning before I got on the call with you. We are preparing this uh, sample products. Uh, we're working with our PR agency to reach out to social media influencers. Uh, we do a lot of media outreach. We do, you know, we do ad buys in um, lifestyle magazines uh, from Orange County up on to LA. So, uh, you know, you might find us in a lifestyle magazine that reaches out to uh, your working uh, middle upper middle class mom in Newport Beach. Um, to the OC Weekly, right, reaching out to the 25-year-old that uh, who wants to know where the latest concert is. So it's it's a broad appeal, but we are uh, working through all those channels, like any good consumer brand would. So, um, so there's no like um, you're not allowed to touch this or touch that because because of the category. You know, like in the medical and healthcare industry, they're very careful about how they market because of legal issues um, surrounding pharmaceutical. Do you have similar restrictions? Yes, we have some Like I, I believe uh, we cannot advertise on TV yet. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. right. And, right. and because, because of the federal prohibition, the laws uh, change from state to state. So California under Prop 64 and, and the new regulations that kicked in January 1st, there are some, some, um, some restrictions on... Like you cannot, for example, you cannot do product giveaways. Um, like there, there are some limits to how you can promote your uh, your your brand. 
So you have to stay within the confines uh, of those issues. But, um, you know, on, on the marketing side, you know, because, again, this is a very um, technology-oriented um, um, product, are you looking at targeting? Um, you know, are you, uh, are you going after specific demographics at this point? Because there are obviously age groups and audiences that are already deeply involved with cannabis, or are you going more wider with your messaging? We're definitely going water with our messaging. I would love nothing more than to have, um, we, we've been talking about this actually, because we have a dispensary down in Orange County, Madman OC, and um, you know, if you're familiar with Orange County and Laguna Woods uh, and in Seal Beach, there are a number of uh, senior um, uh, housing, uh, senior communities, um, and we know for a fact that some of those folks would love to come and visit, but they are there are constraining their mobility. So we're even looking at maybe having shuttling services, right, so that, that we can bring them to our dispensary. Um, but in terms of the demographics, we're, we're not targeting any specific age group, any specific sort of profile. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a much broader appeal. Again, because it, we want to we want to broaden, because if you're going to go away from those green crosses, this sort of inside joke, right, um, yeah. that marijuana was for many, many years, and you want to make this available to your soccer mo- mom in Irvine, um, you have to broaden that appeal because that soccer mom in Irvine does not um, relate herself to the skateboarding tattooed you know, 25-year-old, but right. marijuana has something for both of them. Right, so we want to make sure that we reach to to all of those different audiences. Yeah, when I was uh, digging into the business of this uh, for this client, I um I remember that there were conversations about how dabbing will replace uh like the afternoon champagne mom trend. So mm-hmm. instead of a group of moms gathering around uh, drinking, you know, um, uh, white wine or champagne, it will be replaced by dabbing. You know, a very curated, um, whatever it's, you know, sativa or, or, or what it is or hybrid, but it will be very curated to have a very similar sort of relaxation impact on these moms and that will become a new trend. And so, and because you can tailor the in, the uh, strains and the um, impact it has on you so well, you can really start to build specific, uh, be, you know, go to after specific behavior groups, Right. Right, uh, definitely. Um, I mean, that reminds me. One of the things that we we've done, um, uh, corporate events-wise, we we had a uh, a dinner, a hosted dinner with uh, some VIPs, um, investors, and and uh, uh, policymakers, and and uh, at the national level, we had Earl Blumenauer, who's a congressman from uh, from Oregon, um, who is. Uh, co-author of one of the bills in Congress that, that protects medical marijuana programs at the state level from, from federal uh, prosecution. So Earl Bruman and I was at this dinner, but um, so it wasn't open to the public. It was uh, a private dinner, but it gives you an idea, right? Because uh, the, the dinner was themed with cannabis. So there were different strains of cannabis that were paired with different courses. Uh, it was a vegan meal. So, you know, your appetizers was paired with a certain strain and then your main dish was paired with another strain. And this is something that um, is a thing, and it's happening um, in Colorado. It's happening in California, where you have uh, cannabis-themed dinners, pairing pairing certain strains with certain types of food. Yeah, um, yeah, just like wine, right? So we had uh, Josh uh, Josh Schlenker, who's our purchasing manager, go describing the different strains and why that particular strain was uh, paired with uh, you know with a dessert, you know, because of its sweetness, because of the 
sort of the, the, the citrus, you know, smell that it emanates. So, yes, I mean, there's, there's so much to explore in that area. I mean, like I was saying, I mean, there, there really is something for everyone. I, I love it. I mean, you're you're really sitting at, sitting at the top of such an interesting an interesting world right now. So okay, so you were mentioning that Mad Madman does go to market as a brand. So can I go online now and go to madman.com and and buy you know a particular type of of marijuana? Is does it no, work like that? No, you can't. You can't. You can't buy online uh, still because uh, the you know uh, there are there are no regulatory framework for you to buy marijuana online yet. Um, there will be delivery services at some point, but those delivery services have to be still tied to a brick and mortar dispensary. So you can come to madman.com and you can learn all about the different products that are offered. You can you can search our different locations and the and the products that are available in those locations. But today under California law you still have to um, go to the store to buy it. And now you don't need um, you don't need the um, the recommendation anymore. The card, correct. You you li- correct. You don't need a doctor's recommendation if you're 21 and over. And and is that a message that you're marketing as well? That people don't need to do that anymore. Yes, very much part of this because this is opening it up to a larger audience, right? It's not um, it's not just for for medical marijuana patients. Uh, it's it's for for adults. So definitely. The Faces campaign that we ran prior to January 1st was to remind people that, quote-unquote, it's legal. That was, you know, part of our tagline was that it's legal um, and inviting, you know, 20, uh, adults 21 and over to come and, and check it out. I wish they would make a strain that didn't make you want to snack as much. <laughs> that would that would really oh my like. Well, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know uh, what what is the future for the cannabis industry? Like, where is Mad Men going? What are some things that we could look out for? And where how do people keep in touch um, with the brand and and the products and the companies and the things that you're doing? Because um, again, it's fascinating. Um, and I, I, you know, I've known about you guys for a year and I've just been watching the trajectory and it's just a mind blow. Um, and also, do you sleep at all, Daniel? Uh, are you very able little. to sleep? Sleep very little. <laughs> I mean, you said how many people did you say again work at the company? Uh, 700 now. 700 from 46 a year ago. That That is just insane. And all over the U.S. too with, with big facilities being built. All right. Well, we're going to be back in a moment with Daniel Yee, who's the VP of Corporate Communications at Mad Men. We've been digging into the business trends, marketing trends, and just cultural trends around cannabis um, and how it's becoming this uh, tremendous new business um, and, and marketing category as well. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lori, your Tech Cat, and we've been talking to Daniel Yee, who is VP of Corporate Communications at Mad Men. And Mad Men is, of course, one of the hottest companies, um, you know, working in cannabis, um, both from um, an operations perspective, a branding perspective, um, you know, investment, um, really at the top of their game. Um, Daniel, where, where do we see Mad Men going and the, and the industry going? Sure. Uh, actually, uh, we got some, some exciting breaking news, recent news regarding uh, so the evolution of Mad Men. I was telling you a little bit earlier about the management model and now being uh, owner operators. Um, so, you know, this, this company started about 10 years ago when, when the co-founders, uh, Adam Bierman and Andrew Mordelin, sort of almost stumbled on, onto the cannabis industry. They, they don't come from a cannabis background. They were running a marketing agency, and one day um, they got hired by a um, medical marijuana dispensary on Sunset, and that's how they sort of stumbled onto this industry. And since then, they've evolved with the industry, and they've tried to stay one or two steps ahead of, of the trends. So, you know, at first they were consultants, and then they realized that there was a lot of demand for or a lot of need for business services, and that's how the management company started. When they were running the management company, they came across investors who wanted to know how they could invest in this, into this space. And so over the period of 10 years, they've accumulated a lot of, a lot of uh, connections within the industry with, uh, with investors, um, obviously, we've also accumulated a lot of expertise onto on the operational side. Uh, I, I I tell people, you know, growing weed is not hard. Growing good weed is really hard. Like growing growing good commercial uh, marijuana, you know, at a at a at a at an industrial uh, scale, obviously is is not for any for everyone. So as this industry is becoming a true industry, it's not just a grassroots movement. Um, I think Mad Men has, has always tried to stay, you know, a couple of steps ahead of the trends. And so um, the reason why we went from a management company uh, and we also had launched, had launched two private equity funds because we cannot, you know, because of the federal prohibition, you cannot go to Bank of America and get a, you know, $2 million commercial loan to start your marijuana business. Uh, most of the money that came into this industry were private equity, like private investments from wealthy individuals, sometimes some family offices. So after a few years of doing that, we realized that in order to grow at the pace that we want to grow and to sort of add jet fuel to our growth strategy, that we need a much faster way of raising capital. And the way we're going to do that is by becoming a publicly traded company in the 
in the Canadian Securities Exchange. Oh my goodness! Now, why why Canadian? Because you cannot. Well, for a couple of reasons. Because you cannot in the U.S. You cannot. You cannot. A pod company, uh, because of the federal prohibition, cannot list itself in the New York Stock Exchange or Nasdaq. You can on the over-the-counter um, uh, markets, uh, but any any one of your listeners, if they're familiar with the OTC uh, securities uh, market, they know that it's it's very nebulous. Um, it doesn't hold the same SEC rules. Like you know, if you go, if you want to buy Apple shares. You can go and Apple has to file all sorts of papers with SEC so you know what the revenues were last year, you know how much the CEO is making and such and such. You don't know that with an over-the-counter penny stock. So because you cannot be a, a transparent, true, publicly traded company in the U.S., some, and, and uh, Mad Men will be one of the first uh, U.S. cannabis companies to go to look north for this opportunity, we're not going to. We're not. We will not be the first, but it will definitely be the largest um, by any stretch. So there are already a number of Canadian companies like Canopy Grow, Med Relief, because in Canada medical marijuana is federally legal and it will be legal for recreational use sometime this summer. There are marijuana companies that are already tra- traded in the Toronto Toronto Stock Exchange in the and the Canadian Securities Exchange, which are the two major. Um, securities exchange in, in Canada. So American companies are looking into Canada and um, and so we are in the midst of doing that we should list uh, in, this, in the Canadian Stock Exchange sometime in the second quarter and what that will allow us to do, right? So right now up to this point we've been raising funds by meeting with individual investors and getting one to three million dollars a pop for each investor. This is going to allow your you know, um, school teacher in London to buy a share of Mad Men and, and, and participate in the wealth growth that this industry is offering. Well, so you're really, you guys are really being smartly strategic um, about how you how you navigate all of this. Yes. Um, because you are sitting, you know, with the pretty girl at the party right now in so many ways. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many companies. So if somebody wanted to get... I waited, I waited 30 years, it finally happened. <laughs> Better late than never, right, Daniel? Okay. For for um, a company, uh, a small cannabis company, um, up and coming, um, or for a marketer who wants to offer their services to a cannabis company, or for any of those guys, are are is is Mad Men a good place to start? Uh, you mean in terms of uh, launching part- their business, or just you know getting getting the operations going? Just because of, of all the, the places in this ecosystem that you guys touch? Like, who's your ideal sort of, uh, you know, partner, client at this point? Uh, because we're a vertically integrated company, I mean, we, we're always on the lookout for, uh, for services, right? But, but we are, we do everything. We do everything from cultivation to manufacturing to retail. So um, I'll be honest with you, we, we're not necessarily looking for partnership because I think we're, we're a self-contained enterprise and that's part of the reason why we're going to Canada because um, what we need um, to, to grow right now is capital because we have more, we have a lot of deals. We, we, we have three, uh, California, Nevada, and New York are the three most strategic cannabis markets within the U.S. because in the U.S., again, because of the federal prohibition, every state is a self-contained market. Um, by addressing those three states, you pretty much corner half of the available U.S. market, potential market in the U.S., and I think, and we feel very confident that if you own those three markets in the U.S., you will have a very dominant position in the long term. So right now, our priority is raising capital. We have, 
you know, like I said, we're going to open three dispensaries in, in, in Las Vegas. We have, uh, we're looking at deals in other states as well that, that fit our, our uh, strategy. Um, so, you know, it's more about raising capital. Wow. Um, I, I, lo- I love the way that you're navigating. It is, it's, it's, it's so smart. Um, and for such a young company, you're, you're making some um, smart and bold uh, decisions. So where, where can everyone learn again about Mad Men? It's uh, the website? Yes, probably the, the, the best place to start is menmen, M-E-D-M-E-N.com. So uh, you, w- once you get to our website, you'll, you'll see some samples of our news coverage. You'll see where all, where all of our 18 facilities are around the country, um, you know, where we have presence. And, and uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter. Uh, and if you're interested in the, in the products themselves, you can find out, you know, where the closest menmen store is near to you. And you can also, um, you know, uh, input your, your email and, and get uh, uh, updates on what products are available at those stores. When you, this is just me personally. I'm, I'm so curious about this because again, it's a new product category. So um, when you walk into a dispensary and you're not sure what you want, you know what? And I'm sure they're all used to that right now, right? Because it's such a new area. Right. Um, so you walk in, um, and I certainly still do this, and I've been to dispensaries a lot in the last year. Um, not not for myself, of course, but no, just kidding. But <laughs> yeah. but um, but ha- ha- what do you? What should you be saying to them? You know, this is a new product category. So what do what do you say? You know, I'm looking for something to relax me or something to focus me. Like, do you speak about it from the impact, the effect you want it to have? Yes, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Lori, because I, I think that is a very common experience nowadays. I think people are rediscovering the space, and yes, I, I think. You treat it like you would anything else, right? Um, you you ask questions, and the way our stores are set up is is very easy. It's not you know it's not a hard sell. You, you're free to browse. We have iPads that have information on all the products, so you are free to to browse on your own, or you can uh, approach one of our sales associates who who will you know uh, take you through all the products, and explain to you how things work. Um, and so yes, I think that the 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 best way to go about it is just to ask a lot of questions. And and go in and say tell this associate you know this is what I'm looking to do I'm you know I'm having problem falling asleep at night or I have chronic pain I you know I use it for example for back pain um, and also tell me fall asleep at night um, so it is about what it is the the issue that you're trying to address and then that you know that sales associate can sort of show you the the array of products that address those issues and you That's have fantastic. different ways of taking them yeah. That's great. Well, we have been chatting away with Daniel Yee, learning all the insights about the growing and exploding um, cannabis business with MedMen, who is really leading the way. So uh, check out MedMen.com, and hopefully we'll get to talk to Daniel in another six months and see how much the uh, business has grown and changed again, if you're not um, just passed out in a corner from never (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the uh, on the Tech Cat show, and uh, we really appreciate having you here. It's such a fascinating topic. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 